Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture podcast, where youth ministry and culture collide. I'm your host, Ryan Sebastian, and this week is a little bit different because my co-host, David Pinkham, is on a very much needed vacation and could not join me uh, for this week's episode. Uh, so this week is probably going to be a little bit different, a little bit different than what you're used to uh, here on the Youth and Culture podcast. Uh, in that, uh, what I wanted to talk to you today was something that's very much on my heart. Uh, when something that I have uh, been struggling with uh, personally over the last few years, and also noticing this more and more and the youth ministry context. Um, a few months ago, I had an opportunity to actually write an article for uh, youth specialties, and specifically what I wanted to talk about uh, in that article was about how us as youth ministries, youth pastors, and youth leaders, sometimes we have a tendency of removing God out of our ministries. I know when you when you hear that, it sounds kind of counterintuitive. Okay, I'm I'm a pastor, and yet I'm removing God out of my ministry, removing God out of the picture. How is that even possible? Uh, well, it's very easy to do, and it's something that I even struggle with in my own ministry. Uh, one thing that if you get to know me personally, one thing you'll learn very quickly is that I am very driven, very driven. I set, I'm a goal setter. I set goals. I meet those goals. Um, I love casting vision, uh, and I'm naturally very ambitious. Now, these character traits can be good, but they also can be negative. And in my case, uh, there's a lot of good that came out of that, those traits in my ministry, but there's also a lot of negativity that came out of it as well. And one of those things that came out of that was that I, I had a tendency of relying solely on my skills and my abilities to do ministry. And not, not only did that uh, hurt my ministry in the long run, but it also seeped into my family life and was actually hurting my family. So what I wanted to do real quick is give you just three simple things to think about to see if there is a possibility that you are removing God out of your ministry. And the first thing I want you to think about and really contemplate is, are you really spending time with God? Are you really spending time with God? Not just preparing the lessons, uh, reading scripture when you're preparing for the lesson on your midweek program or Sunday, so, or Sunday school, Sunday small group, 
But are you really daily spending time alone with God? You know, I've had the opportunity for the last uh, couple years to talk to youth pastors all over the country, and I've been able to counsel some of those youth pastors. And one thing that often is talked about when they are struggling is one thing that I, I, I like to nuance to go into and ask them is, are you spending time with God daily? Are you spending time with God daily? Are you reading God's Word? Are you praying to God? Are you spending time with Him alone on a daily basis? And I will be honest with you, nine out of ten times when I ask that question of a youth pastor, it's typically no, they're not. And then I, we, then I, we think, we wonder why we're struggling in our ministries, or we're frustrated, why things aren't going the way we want to. It, if that describes you today, and you are not spending time with him, maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's part of the problem, because here's the reality. Even, even me, I'm very driven, very ambitious, like I said before. I was able to get my ministry to a phenomenal point in an outside sense. If it looked awesome, my numbers were growing. I grew the youth ministry uh, by 100%. I doubled it, doubled the size of our youth ministry numerically. Everything was, everything was going great. Even discipleship was going at an all-time high within my ministry. But I got to a point where st- things started to decline numerically. And that's when I, God used that as, as an opportunity for me to reevaluate myself. And I had people in my life asking me questions asking me the question, am I trying to do this on my own? Am I really trying to do this on my own? Or am I really relying God because it's ultimately his ministry, uh, not mine? So this, this set me on a path to really evaluate, am, am I really making my ministry a priority? And in my, during that time period, I actually was not spending time with God the way I should. And it actually started to affect not only my ministry, but also started affecting my home life. Uh, there was a point where my family was being affected uh, by me prioritizing ministry uh, and not prioritizing them. And they could see that I was becoming a workaholic, that my ministry was more important than they were. and actually started causing marital issues uh, within my marriage. And me and my wife had to work through that. And that's when everything started to open my eyes to, to understand that I was not prioritizing God. I was trying to run everything in every aspect of my ministry by myself and not relying on Him and His will in the ministry. So, first thing is not spending time with God. Uh, the second thing. Uh, to think about is that there's no emphasis on prayer in your ministry. No emphasis on prayer in your ministry. Now, you may be listening to this, and you may be thinking, okay, that, that's, that's kind of tied into spending time with God. Yes, it is, but also it's, it needs to be separate as well. And here, here's why I say that, is 
yes, you should be, should be spending time with God personally in prayer, but your ministry itself should be a praying ministry. Here's what I mean by that. A, a lot of times when we think of prayer, uh, we think of, of nothing but prayer request. Okay, we we talk, kind of attack that end of a lesson or attack it at the end of small groups, and that's all we think about when it comes to prayer. Maybe praying after a lesson as well. Okay, so when we think about prayer, that's what we think about. When I'm talking about not emphasizing prayer or having prayer being as a focal point, focal point in your ministry is things like this. It, it, do you have an environment? where you're, you bring parents together, you bring adults together, praying for your night, your program, whatever uh, Wednesday night, midweek program or Sunday morning, do y'all come together praying each week that God would move in your student ministry? Do we, do we even practice that? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I did not practice that. And I still, to this day, still struggle with that, of getting people together to praying over our ministry. Also, are you having your student leaders, which I hope everyone, one of you that are listening, has a student leadership structure where your uh, students uh, are rising to the occasion in leadership? Are you gaining, getting them around and praying over their ministry, their student ministry, that God would move? Um, do you, are you having prayer elements within your service, or is it all rigid and structured um, around a program? So, so is prayer an emphasis in your student ministry? Because here's the reality. If, you're not, if your student ministry as a body is not relying on God, for God to move, for people to come to Christ, for people to grow in their faith, if that is not part of your, your ministry, then God is not going to move as powerfully as if it was. I mean, I, I have seen, had the opportunity to see youth ministries and student ministries that are, are, are focused on prayer, and God transform lives because of it. So it is prayer and emphasis in your ministry. Uh, the third thing, uh, and the most, one of the most practical things is, do you focus too much on programming? Do you focus too much on programming? And the reason why I wanted to talk about this specifically is that sometimes when we, are, we buy a program, we buy a curriculum, um, whether it's Lifeway, Grow curriculum, or Orange, you name it. When you buy that curriculum, sometimes I don't, I don't, maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm speaking just from my own experiences, but there's something about having a bot program that you feel like you have to live by that program because you've spent money on it. And you feel like there's no flexibility around that. And that can also be dangerous because you start relying on a program then you, and when it comes to reaching your students rather than uh, focusing and relying on God to reach your students. A uh, perfect example for, for, for me is there's been times in the past where I was so focused on the program, so focused on all the elements of our, of our midweek program where, and games and 
and the teaching time of worship because I, I I'm I love that stuff. So focused on it where I actually removed all almost all opportunity for people for students to talk to me or another adult um, if they wanted to give their life for Christ. I almost removed that element without even realizing it because I was so focused um, every uh, on the programming side of things. And here's another thing about programming as well, if we get too focused on it, is that it doesn't give us flexibility to talk really into our students' lives. For instance, you may have students who are struggling with this whole thing about gender identity. Uh, What does the Bible really say about gender identity? And if if you don't catch that with your students and know where they are, uh, and you're so focused on uh, teaching a specific lesson at a specific time on a scope and sequence of your curriculum, and you don't take time to talk about an issue, a specific issue that your students are dealing with, you're going to miss an opportunity to really minister and reach your students. So don't be too focused on a program. And sometimes when we think about programming, sometimes we get so wrapped around it that, again, it leads back to the first thing we talked about, where you're specifically relying only on yourself, your abilities, and your curriculum when it comes to your ministry. So, again, when I talk about uh, programs, programs are good, but they should not be the priority in your youth ministry. So guys, I'd leave you with three things to think about today is, is it's so easy for us as youth pastors to start neglecting God, putting God to the side burner, and for us to start relying on our own abilities, our own strengths. And this is not just a youth ministry phenomenon. This is actually something that's been a problem uh, in my opinion, a problem in the church, an American westernized church, to where we rely so much on abilities and talents that we start neglecting, neglecting relying on God. In fact, if you look through all throughout the the uh, of Scripture, all throughout Scripture, from the Apostle Paul even uh, to Moses, uh, all throughout the the, the Scripture. God constantly used people who in world's eyes were not fit to do that type of ministry. Just look how powerful, when you look at the Old Testament, how powerful Moses was and how much of an influence he had. And there was obviously something wrong when it comes to him speaking that his brother Aaron had to take on that responsibility. But God used him in a powerful way. And it's, you can see example after example after example of this all throughout Scripture. God uses people who are faithful to Him. So if you rely on your own abilities, uh, your own strengths, and you're not relying on God, your ministry may succeed for a time and may succeed in a world view, like a secular view when it comes to numerically of having butts and seats, but 
it won't be a long-term success when it comes to making disciples who, who make disciples. So my challenge for, for all of you who are listening today, my challenge for you and my challenge for even for myself is to make sure that we're spending time with God daily, making Him a priority in our ministries. Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode.